Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal is not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today, save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. All right, news roundup, information overload, our toll-free, our number is 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the uh, program, one of uh, Biden's top economic advisors, you know, as you know, Janet Yellen has said that the debt ceiling is uh, ready to expire. In other words, that we will no longer have money to pay our debts Uh, which means America would officially be in default. Um, Anyway, so Kevin McCarthy uh, met with uh, Joe Biden about 100 days ago. Joe Biden promised that he would, you know, continue the conversation with him. And it's 100 days later, and uh, they're saying that there's no plan B on the debt ceiling. Oh, really? Well, if they want to default, now the Republicans in the interim, because Joe Biden said there would be no negotiation, Joe Biden refused to meet with Kevin McCarthy, House Republicans had no choice. And what they did is something that I think is a really sound economic plan for the country. We can't continue to to borrow money and basically rob our kids and grandkids of their future. Uh, So they just returned spending levels to 2022 levels. That is not a big sacrifice. They reduced the rate of growth moving forward. In other words, baseline budgeting often allows for six, seven, eight, ten percent increases in spending programs for the various government agencies they reduced that to one percent which i think it was a a good idea they're putting in place enough fiscal restraints and responsibility that even the cbo scored it out as saving 4.8 trillion dollars in 10 years and the good part for the republicans on this they can get another bite at the apple next year which i think is very very important here is biden's top economic advisor saying they don't have a plan b The Biden administration is insisting that President Biden will only sign a clean debt ceiling bill without any spending cuts. I mean, frankly, sir, you don't have the numbers. Uh, The House is controlled by Republicans, and now you have 43 Senate Republicans siding with them. That's enough to to filibuster any clean bill in the Senate. So, So what's plan B here? Well, there is no plan B. Our plan is for Congress to act to address the debt limit. 
They already did. They passed the bill. Joe said no negotiations. They said we're not going to be fiscally irresponsible. They voted to raise the debt ceiling. They voted to be fiscally responsible. And Joe Biden now with what, 20 after 100 days of being utterly silent, non-negotiating. You see, the Democrats were banking on the fact that Republicans would not get 218 votes or enough votes to pass the bill. They didn't get the, enough votes to pass it. Uh, and then you have the genius, Corinne Jean-Pierre, actually trying to compare the U.S. potentially be defaulting on on money uh, and comparing the debt ceiling debate to a car and a mortgage payment. Listen, if you buy a car, you are expected to pay the monthly payments. If you buy a home, you are expected to pay the mortgage every month. That is the expectation. That is the spending that you put forth or spending that you may have done before, and now you're paying it every month. If you do not pay your car payment, if you do not pay your mortgage payment, then your credit is going to be bad. It's going to hurt your credit. Well, actually, it may not be a bad idea to have a crappy credit score because we now know based on, you know, the Democrats' plans that if you have a poor credit score, uh, they're going to penalize people with good credit scores to pay more to compensate for people with low credit scores and enable them to get loans uh, that they otherwise would not be able to get because they didn't keep their credit score up. Now let's take a trip down uh, memory lane and Joey Biden 2011 talking about the debt limit uh, and negotiation being part of the normal process. At another point, he even said, you know, it can't be my way or the highway, which is how he's been acting here. This is the debt limit. And it was, I don't want to use pejorative terms, it was used as the means by which, unless certain compromises were made, we would default on our debt. There's room within the budget to fund those priorities. But it's going to be, uh, you know, what it ordinarily would be, a normal political battle. All right, so uh, the other thing that they've thrown into the mix is a question that I think is unconstitutional. I don't think there's any doubt about it, and that is uh, to use the 14th Amendment to the Constitution as a means of circumventing Congress's uh, specific authorized role uh, uh, in terms of you can't spend a dollar without the approval of Congress. Maybe Joe Biden forgot that part. Anyway, Andy Ogles, congressman uh, from the great state of Tennessee, is with us right now, sir. How are you? You are on the important House Financial Services uh, Committee. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, and I hope you are uh, also. Is there anything that I said that is factually inaccurate? Oh, no, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, Congress uh, here in the House, we have done our job. We, we've got a proposal that creates accountability, going back to Biden's own comments from 2011. He talks about compromises have to be made, that it's part of the normal process. In other words, all we're asking for is a is a reasonable amount of accountability versus a blank check, which is what Biden wants. So what Biden is, I, I think the Democrats were banking on the fact that they didn't think Republicans could could unite behind a single plan. I think that was their play from the very beginning. That's why I think Joe was missing in action, you know, for 100 straight days. Republicans did, in fact, uh, put together, I think, a very fiscally responsible bill. They didn't try to they didn't try to do everything at once, uh, but they were not going to pass a debt ceiling increase without some type of fiscal restraints. Going back to 2022 uh, spending levels is not onerous on anybody in any way, shape, manner or form. 
uh, reducing the rate of growth or, or limiting it to 1% is not onerous either. Uh, the House, I'm sorry, the White House has been demagoguing the issue. What's your reaction to their demagoguing? And number two, your reaction to the potential that they would go the 14th Amendment route? Well, you know, first off, to, to your comment about, you know, they didn't think we could pass a plan. We know that they that was the, their their strategy. In fact, you know, we have sources that tell us that when we when the House voted uh, and we passed the, the Limit Save Grow Act, that there literally was an oh crap moment, both with the uh, Senate Democrats and the White House, because they were ready to pop popcorn, uh, you know, throw a party because we failed. But instead, we sat down, we have you know, a reasonable, thoughtful approach that the Americans uh, expect. And then to your point about them demagoguing, you know, this, this Biden administration, uh, administration, the Biden regime, is trying to convince veterans that somehow Republicans aren't going to give them their benefit, that somehow we are going to cut their salaries. First off, to any of your veterans listening, thank you for your service. And then let me tell you this, we are not going to cut your benefits. We're not going to cut your salaries. But the fact that Biden is willing to deceive our veterans it's proof positive that the Biden regime will not only lie to you, but they will cheat and steal from you. Because every wasteful dollar spent by this administration is a dollar stolen from our seniors. It's a dollar taken away from, from our veterans. And I, for one, have had enough. And this idea that you could use the 14th Amendment is laughable. Their own attorneys think so. All right. Let me ask you this, because already the Biden administration is $900 billion over budget for 2023. The fiscal year begins in October every year. Uh, we also have banks now are, have reined in lending because of the banking crisis and the Biden recession looming, uh, and it looks to be worsening by the day. Uh, we also have Biden promoting the White House uh, economist who once complained that gas prices were too damn low. I'm like, yeah, that's the guy we really want in there, this guy Bernstein. Uh, that was not particularly smart on his part. Uh, they are pushing big offshore windmill, uh, which drives me crazy. But, you know, at this point, I, I don't think Kevin McCarthy is going to have any ability at all. And I give the Senate a lot of credit, and I give Mitch McConnell some credit if if he holds the line. You know, he can buckle. I've seen him buckle many times. But the Senate has said, no, we're going along with the House Republican plan. So then the Democrats um, will will probably be unable to pass in the Senate based on my vote count. Uh, they'll not get to the 60 vote needed for or cloture. And my guess is that the House bill is going to be take it or leave it. Am I wrong? Well, yeah, I think there's always uh, an opportunity for conversations. And, you know, the fact that, that uh, you know, Biden and McCarthy met today is a step in the right direction. But to your point. The Senate has said we, we need some level of accountability. You've, you've had 43 senators who are on board with that plan. And so the Biden administration has to negotiate. And let me be clear. If we default, there is one person to blame, and that is Joe Biden. Joe Biden's been missing in action for 100 straight days. And now at the last minute, he's trying to get what is a small majority in the House and get Kevin McCarthy to go back to his caucus and try and convince them to give concessions to Joe Biden? If I was part of the caucus, I don't think I'd be too keen on doing anything. Well, and again, everything that we've asked for is, you know, you're going back to Obama-level spending. You're going back to Clinton requirements uh, for, for welfare or work requirements. I mean, again, everything has been very thoughtful. It's reasonable. It's not radical. It gets us into the first quarter of next year. I mean, again, we we spent a lot of time on this. We brought all five families, all five 
factions of the Republican Party together to work on something that was passable, that was doable, and that was executable, and that, that cuts dollars on the front end for the American taxpayer. But over the long term, over the next decade, and of course, I'm always a little skeptical of government math, let's be honest, but saves almost $5 trillion. So again, it's a thoughtful approach. Look, the government is a big ship. It turns slowly. We've got to get back on course. Otherwise, we're the Titanic heading toward an iceberg, and it's not going to be pretty. All right, quick break. We'll come back uh, more with Congressman Andy Ogles from the great state of Tennessee. Uh, and then your call's coming up, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program as we continue. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Will you join me in fighting the epic battle of the millennium? Do you realize since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, abortion states now have seen a huge increase in patients now, sadly, babies' lives are more at risk than ever, and that's why Preborn has stepped in, and they use the science of 4D ultrasound to introduce expecting moms to their precious babies, and this science works. When a mom is in crisis and hears that baby's heartbeat or sees him or her on an ultrasound, guess what? They're more than twice as likely to choose life. Now, five ultrasounds are just 140 bucks. That would help perhaps rescue five babies' lives. If you donate now, that just donate securely. You can do it by dialing pound 250 on your cell, saying the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, preborn.com slash Sean. You will never regret helping this organization. Unlike Planned Parenthood, they don't get a penny from the federal government. They rely on your generosity. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to think, oh, I'm covered. No worries at all. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket cost, that's not covered by insurance. Now, that can be a lot of money for you and your family, but how do you know that you're not being overbilled? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Now, unless you're a billing expert, how do you possibly know that your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock, they can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. That means when your medical claims come in, well, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. And HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix any hidden errors so you only pay what you owe. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over, get this, $130 million. Bottom line is, insurance alone is not enough. Now, to save, just go to HealthLock.com. That's one word, HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. Since 1973, over 64 million babies' lives have been taken through abortion. 
Now, preborn.com, they're dedicated to saving these precious lives, and they're using the science of 4D ultrasound to do it by offering free ultrasounds to any expecting mom. That changed my life, just from that ultrasound picture. Now, you see, when an expecting mother meets that precious baby inside her, they end up being more than twice as likely to choose life for that baby. Now, you can join them in this incredible effort of theirs, and that's rescuing babies' lives. One ultrasound, 28 bucks. Uh, for $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds. And you know what? You might be saving five lives. You can donate securely by dialing pound 250 on your cell. Use the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or their website, preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. And unlike Planned Parenthood, they don't get a penny from the federal government. They rely on your generosity. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to think, oh, I'm covered. No worries at all. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket cost, that's not covered by insurance. Now, that can be a lot of money for you and your family, but how do you know that you're not being overbilled? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Now, unless you're a billing expert, how do you possibly know that your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock, they can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. That means when your medical claims come in, well, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. And HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix any hidden errors so you only pay what you owe. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over, get this, $130 million. Bottom line is, insurance alone is not enough. Now, to save, just go to HealthLock.com. That's one word, HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. All right, we continue with Congressman Andy Ogles of Tennessee on the issue of whether or not in 22 days Joe Biden, who's been missing in action 100 days, uh, can come to an agreement on raising the debt ceiling. Let me play more of Biden from 2011. How can you explain the fact that grown men and women are unwilling to budge up till now, and still some of them are still unwilling to budge by taking an absolute position, my way or no way. I predict to you that a lot of those new members who came here with my way or the highway, they'll either be on the highway or they'll learn that they have to have compromise. What's your reaction to that? Because he seems to have flipped and flopped or more likely uh, in his old age with all his cognitive struggles has probably forgotten what he said. 
Well, I mean, this is a guy who gets lost in the Rose Garden and wanders off. I mean, come on. Uh, at the end of the day, we've passed a plan, and it's a good plan. At the end of the day, the Senate is on board with passing something similar. I'm not going to say that we're going to side with everything that we asked for, but something similar. This White House has to come to the table. They have to do what's right for the American people. We have inflationary pressures. We have recessionary pressures. You have the credit market is tightening. Everything is saying that we've got to act. We've got to act swiftly, and we have to do the right thing, which is quit trying to convince seniors and veterans that their benefits are going to be cut. That's simply the White House lying to you because they don't want to have to do their job, which is coming on board with the, with the uh, Republican plan in the House. Oh. Well, what they would like is an increase in the debt ceiling with no fiscal responsibility at all. That's not going to happen. If that does happen, every Republican will pay the price because you guys signed promises to America. And as part of it, you have as a commitment to this country and your voters that you're going to be fiscally responsible. I think the bill you passed is fiscally responsible. Oh, absolutely. And look, you know, I'm a member of the House Freedom Caucus. It's not as conservative conservative as I would like for it to be. It doesn't go as far enough as I would like for it to. But that being said, we had to construct a plan that we could get past that moves us in the right direction. And so, look, we've got we've got a little farm, and I've got a choice between my roof's leaking or I want a brand new tractor. At some point, I have to make realistic choices. I should probably fix that leaking roof before I go spend out a goo gob of money on a new tractor that I may not need. And look, I really want a new tractor, by the way. The brakes on my, my tractor don't work so well. But you know what? I'm going to fix the roof first. By the way, do you really have a tractor? Do you have a farm? I, I do. It's an old Ford tractor. Uh, and we live on the hillside, so not ha- brakes that don't always work can, can be problematic. But, you know, you learn how to use the clutch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. So you have a tractor on a hill, and you're doing farming, and you have no brakes. You don't have reliable braking. Well, you know, uh, again, living on the edge there. But <laughs> living on the edge, that's like a suicide mission. Are you kidding? How steep is that hill? It's pretty steep. But I've got three kids in private school, so I, I look at it as I'm doing it for them. But, I mean, but that's what that's what Americans do, right? We, we, we cut and we save and we make it work. We, we make the hard choices to, to, to feed our kids, to clothe our kids, to put them in schools. But this administration is being irresponsible, and I, for one, have had enough. I didn't run for Congress to go along, to get along. I came up here to break things and to fix stuff, and that's what we're doing in the House. Well, do me a favor. Keep breaking things. And my message to the House Republicans is I wouldn't give in an inch. Now, if they agree that they can give in here or there on a minor thing or two, and that gets the deal done, fine. But uh, I don't see that the Democrats have put any effort at all into the seriousness of the issue. And with 22 days to go to expect a small 222 majority uh, to turn on a dime is going to be next to impossible, in my view. So uh, the Republicans have passed a debt ceiling increase bill that's fiscally responsible and that is not onerous on anybody in any way, in spite of the hyperbole and the lying and the misinformation and propaganda. Uh, Anyway, Congressman Andy Ogles, uh, Tennessee, thank you, sir. Appreciate you being with us. Good luck. Be careful with that tractor, all right? Absolutely. Thanks for all that you do. Um, so Robert F. Kennedy Jr., did you get to watch the show? I didn't ask you uh, last night, Linda. Did you see? I did Robert? indeed. All right, so we have Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on. We've had him on before. Um, it's interesting. I mean, he's taking some conservative positions, very different from his party. He's still a, a pretty extreme environmentalist guy. Um, and, you know, some of the positions, for example, he doesn't think that biological men should be playing women's sports. He thinks the border should be secure. Um, he has some other good positions that kind of surprised me a little bit. 
Uh, how, would I vote for him? No, I'm not going to vote for him. Um, but I started out the interview because the previous in the within the previous week, he had said that he believes that former President John F. Kennedy, his uncle, was killed by the CIA, that the CIA was behind JFK's assassination. And then he even went as far as to say Jack Ruby, who killed Lee Harvey Oswald, was affiliated with the mob and the mob was working with the CIA. And then he said it was his father's first instinct that the CIA killed his brother. Like, wow. Anyway, listen. You know, there's millions of pages of documents, of uh, CIA documents, of uh, of transcripts, of recorded conversations from the Cuban embassy in in Mexico City. From uh, I mean, uh, it's hard to summarize the evidence. There are, as I said on in that uh, in that podcast. There are confessions of people who were directly involved in the plot, who were involved in the planning of the plot, uh, who were peripheral to the plot. Uh, there's a 60-year cover-up. Uh, they, you know, the Warren Commission was run by Alan Dulles, who was the head of the CIA, who my uncle fired, and then insinuated himself onto the Warren Commission and essentially ran the Warren Commission and kept this evidence from the Warren Commissioners. By the way, when Congress, 10 years later, investigated the crime with much more evidence than the Warren Commission had at its disposal, Congress found that, yeah, it was a plot. It was a conspiracy. There were multiple people involved. And most of the people in that investigation believed that it was the CIA that was behind it because the evidence was so overwhelming to them. None of it made any... I mean, Jack Ruby, even when I was a little boy... Sean, I was in the White House. My uncle was, you know, laying at rest in the East Room, being waked. And I was standing in the main foyer of the White House with my aunt Jackie Kennedy and my father and my mother. And President Johnson came in and told us that Lee Harvey Oswald had just been killed by Jack Ruby. And my um and I said to my mom at that point, I turned to her and I said, why did he kill him? Did he love our family? Well, you know, that, that's a lingering question. What was Jack Ruby doing there? My father, when he investigated Jack Ruby, he found out that Jack Ruby had been deeply involved with Carlos Marcella's mob, with, with uh, Sam Giancana, and all the people who were all of those mob leaders, Santos Traficante, who were the Havana casino owners who had been recruited by the CIA in the Castro murder plot. So they were all working together in coach with the CIA. The day that my uncle was killed, I was picked up at Sidwell Friends School and brought home the first phone call that my father made after J. Edgar Hoover told him that his brother had been shot was to the CIA desk officer in Langley, who was only a mile from our house. Yeah. And, and and my father said to him, did your people do this? His next call was to Harry Ruiz, who was one of the Cuban uh, Bay of Pigs leaders who had remained very, very close to our family and to my father. My father asked him the same question. Then my father called John McComb, who was the head of the CIA, and asked him to come to the house. McComb came over, and when I came home from Sidwell Friends School, 
my father was walking in the yard with John McComb, and my father was posing the same question to him. Was it our people wow. who did this to my brother? So it was my father's first instinct that the wow. agency had killed his brother. Anyway, then we got into issues involving, I think a lot of people's position uh, supported his position. He was anti the COVID vaccine uh, and some other issues as well. Anyway, he's running an interesting campaign. He, he right now has two polls out. One has him at 19 uh, percentage points against the sitting president and another has him at 20 points. Uh, to me, that's a big number. Um, I got to tell you from the bottom of my heart, watching him, watching a Democrat have a conversation was really interesting to me. To the like the salient point that I got from the whole thing was that there were so many things that he said where I was shaking my head yes, and then there were things he said I went oh my god no, I can't agree with that, but that's normal to me. It's perfectly normal. I mean, you and I are on the you know most of the times on the same side of the issues, and we don't agree on everything. And that to me is the way it should be. You should be able to have a conversation. You should I be only, able to have I only jabbed him a little bit at the end of the interview um, because he's a big environmentalist. And this goes back from years ago. On and he Hannity said that Combs. he's like, "Are we really going back to that?" I mean, he yeah, even he did said say that. that. <laughs> he did, but say which that. is fine, you know. I mean, like he I got, was having you know, fun. And his, you know, his his um, you know, his wife, his previous wife, you know, she was a big environmentalist and had done a ton for the Green Initiative. So he has a lot of information on it. He has an opinion on it, and that's fine. But I'm telling you right now, you said a couple of weeks ago, common sense solutions, right? So a yep. lot of what he was saying is just common sense if you take party out of it and you just talk about the issues i'm telling you 99 percent of people will agree in the privacy of a one-on-one -on -one conversation he is of course you know to me in my opinion he's doing great he's coming out against all the you know the woke as a joke Listen, and let's only, all think alike the only thing i wish uh, i know he has a voice issue i find it hard to discern now also it i have is, a hearing it's issue Mm -hmm. It's you know, and I really want to hear what he has to say, and and sometimes I'm missing words here. It's and difficult. There. Yeah, it's, um, I agree with you. And, it's hard. I mean, I I I actually was impressed at how well you did because I know it's like you can't hear too good, he can't talk too good, and you put those no, two not things a good together. Combination. You yeah. did great though. I thought it was a very good interview. Yeah, I thought he did very well, and he's agreed to come back. He'll come on the radio show. I mean, I think it sucks for him that Biden's not going to debate, but you know, the debates. A lot of that is theater. If we're going to be blunt. A lot of it. Uh, well, I mean, especially with Biden. I mean, let's be honest. He can't he, get through. A, he can't get he through. He can't debate. Bring he your can't. kid to work day. He can't talk to the five-year-olds. He's not going to have an honest debate. Give me a break. But by the way, some uh, Democrats in his White House staff uh, are saying that he eats ice. He eats food like a child. The way he looks in ice cream. But look cone. the way he talks about it. It's weird. Oh, it's so bizarre. It's just oh. the whole. He's just odd. Soup to nuts. Weird. Like I've had enough. John in Georgia. What's up, John? How are you, my friend? Hi, Sean. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. My uh, comments slash question is about Taiwan, which I guess, as you know, there's about 20 million people there. It's about 100 miles off the coast of China. And my point is the Cairo Declaration at the end of World War II, Roosevelt, Churchill, and Chiang Kai-shek agreed that Taiwan would revert to China. And now, looking at history, Washington told us to avoid entangling alliances. Madison said, we celebrate democracy everywhere, but only defend our own. General David Shoup, who was the uh, commandant of the Marine Corps, 
during the Kennedy, Kennedy administration and won the Medal of Honor in World War II, he said if we would stop meddling in the affairs of other countries, they would be better off and we would be better off. So my point is that we should tell the Taiwanese that if they declare independence, we will not support them militarily. They are on their own. Now, what do you think? Look, it's a very difficult question. I don't think Joe Biden has the ability to stand up to the communist Chinese. I'm, I'm being very blunt here. And if he did, he would have already, if he was engaged as the leader in the free world, if he didn't abdicate that role uh, and the leader of the world, you know, China would not be on the march the way that they are. And this new, what I call, axis of evil with the alliance between China, Russia, Iran, and now they're peeling off some of our former allies under Donald Trump, starting with the Saudis, uh, which immediately cut production of oil by 1.3 million barrels a day. That's to increase prices. That's to, you know, hurt the American economy. I'm sure China had a, had a hand in that. Um, the answer is I don't think he's capable of of navigating any defense that would that would mean much. Well, um, at this point, I think give them the weaponry that we can to help them fight their own uh, conflict and battle. And I don't think we should. We I'm not willing to send one American boot on the ground. Not willing to do it. Why should we be spending hundreds of billions of dollars to defend Taiwan? I'm, I'm well. Number one, it's going to be there, there will be fallout for the U.S. because then China. I think seventy-five to eighty percent of the chips that are those all important chips we always talk about. Uh, for computers and, and electronics and so on and so forth are made in Taiwan. And whether or not that gets interrupted, I can't say. Now, it's it's been historically our policy that we would defend them. But I don't think he's capable of doing that job. The way he's handled Ukraine has been an unmitigated disaster as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the fact that he's not demanded Europe step up and pay a percentage of their GDP to protect their continent uh, before putting one American dollar into Ukraine is is unforgivable to me. The fact that Poland offered uh, Ukraine 28 MiGs and Joe vetoed that is unconscionable to me because now you're fighting a war and you're putting handcuffs on the country that you supposedly want to help. If po Poland was willing to give them the 28 MiGs, finally he said, okay, you can have four. Uh, that's not enough. The only good news that came out of you know, this war, I think uh, they finally took out, somebody took out one of the hypersonic missiles. I believe the Patriot missile system took it out. And, and that is a good sign. If we can make that more sophisticated, uh, we should be able to, you know, neutralize hypersonic missiles at some point, which I think has got to be the future of uh, any defense system. Um, I hope that answers your question, but it's sad. We don't really have a president that's engaged and capable of doing any of this or all of this. Uh, anyway, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program, uh, let us go to, let's see, Scotty's in San Diego, Kogo Radio. What's up, Scotty? How are you? Hey, Sean. God bless you and Linda. Uh, you know, there's there's so many concerning issues, I think. I mean, we could get, go on and on about big tech or the weaponizing of the uh, FBI, the CIA, immigration, debt ceiling, interest rates, the laptop, but... Um, I think the uh, what I'd like to hear your opinion on is uh, the I'm real concerned with this petrodollar 
and the brick system. What, what, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I didn't hear the last part of your question. So, so from what I understand, there's about 32 countries that have uh, decided that they will no longer accept the petrodollar, the American currency. Right. And and this BRICS um, unification. What are, what are your thoughts on where we're headed economically with all this? I uh, listen. I I think there has been a a battle of of a cold war, if you will, uh, to make sure that the U.S. dollar is no longer the world's currency. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that they know, the communist Chinese especially know, that that would weaken America. Um, I think there is great, great danger if, in fact, the U.S. dollar is not the world's currency. So, and in terms of of going to any type of electronic uh, system. I think that's just a way the government has another way that they have to monitor every action of every American and, and spy on us uh, and get away with it. And it would be fairly easy to do. Right. So, so I guess what, I guess my main question is, what do you think this, this uh, absolutely, I mean, in my opinion, uh, it almost seems as anything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong with this Biden regime. And, uh, this is really just the tip of the iceberg right here. This is the this could be the straw that breaks the camel's back, and I don't I don't feel that he's cognitively able to even uh, talk about such an issue. Oh, I don't think he's cognitively cognitively able to do much at all, and that's part of the problem. And there's a big void in the world as a result. Anyway, I appreciate the call, my friend. Eight hundred nine four one Sean. If you want to be a part of the program. Right, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. We will preview what we suspect is going to be in James uh, Comer's report uh, tomorrow morning. We have Jim Jordan of the all-important House Judiciary Committee. Senator John Kennedy has been way on his game lately. We've got some great tape of him we'll show you. Uh, Greg Jarrett, Alan Dershowitz, Victor Davis Hanson tonight, Pete Hegseth, Larry Elder. Set your DVR, Hannity, 9 Eastern, Fox News. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now the same Hollywood that sold the American dream. They are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.